A very special edition of Human Events Daily today. We've got a Human Events investigation for you. The Witch Way Wizard of Oz. You're going to like this one. And we're also going to talk about the Shanghai lockdowns. We've got information from someone who just got out of one of these quarantine centers. But before we do, I want to remind you that China and the CCP do not want you to watch the latest episode of Socialism Sucks. It's China, the world's loan shark. We break it all down. And also coming up, tposa.com slash YWLS. It's the Young Women's Leadership Summit, June 2nd to 4th, Dallas, Texas. Go get your tickets today. Promo code POSO, tposa.com slash YWLS. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is April 18th, 2022, Anno Domine. Today's headlines. First up, a special human events investigation into Dr. Oz. We title it The Witch Way Wizard of Oz. Next up, the Biden administration is resuming leasing for oil and gas drilling on federal lands. We'll break down what that really means. Third, the Shanghai lockdown continues 24 hours with no lights, no showers. And finally, Florida has rejected 41 percent of math textbooks for including critical race theory. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. So we have the results of a special investigation here at Human Events Daily. It's a human events investigation into none other than everyone's favorite TV doctor, Dr. Oz. So Dr. Oz is a New Jersey resident who's been running around Pennsylvania telling everyone how conservative he is. He's been doing this for weeks and weeks on end. He's saying, I'm the conservative man. I'm the one. You need to follow me. This is the new bastion, the new stand of conservatism in America. So I said, okay, all right. You know, Dr. Oz is not really someone that I've paid a lot of attention to in my life, just going to be clear about that. Um, You know, the one TV doctor that I do pay attention to a little bit more is Dr. Phil, but then and only then, number one, because I hear he's a complete tyrant on set to his staff, and I've also heard, not that I'm not a tyrant to my staff, but then I've also heard that Dr. Phil, or we've seen Dr. Phil on air defending pedophile and convicted murderer Rodney Reed, who's currently on death row in Texas. Now, Dr. Oz also supported Rodney Reed and promoted him, interviewed all these people, you know, talking about how terrible it is that he's on death row without actually going through the facts of the case, showing that he murdered and raped teenager Stacey Stites and left her to die in the woods uh, while she was on her way to work. So Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil, I don't know why you would do something like that. But I went in, also doesn't exactly sound very conservative, but we went in. And so we've seen these new interviews where Dr. Oz suddenly, at long last, has decided that he's a conservative. And so I said, you know what? I wanna check the record on that. So we went to the record and I gotta tell you folks, this guy does not have a conservative record. It just, just isn't there. And so we realized that we had to put this all together, the results of our investigation, to show you, the American people, who exactly it is we're dealing with. And we call it the Which Way Wizard of Oz. Which way will he go today? Do a little investigating. I'm alerting you. Put a little red flag up there saying this person's a concern. Then I would hope that all the states would say, well, if there's obvious evidence and you're pointing us to it, you don't have to get involved personally. Is that what's going to eventually happen, hopefully, in, in most states? Do you support red flag laws? 
I don't because I'm worried they'll be misused. No, I'm strongly pro-Second Amendment. I've got my carry concealed. Uh, I, I own guns. What I do know as a physician is if you're going to make it a, if the litmus test is the heart's beating, then really make it the heart beating. Mm-hmm. Don't make some surrogate version of it mm-hmm. when, you know, cells are, you know, are, you know, have an electrical path. That's, that's, not what, that's not what the average person thinks. Right. The average person is envisioning a little acorn heart beating in there. That's not what's that's going not what on. That's not what it is. As a doctor, I appreciate the sanctity of life. And the Chinese numbers have dropped dramatically, which is fantastic news. You just have to copy what they did. Take their blueprint and repeat it here in this country. The idea of sending a national guard in a police state to address something that doesn't have a lot of scientific merit. The vaccine does not seem to be as effective as we would like against spread. Transgender shakes up all of our ideas about what makes us male or female. Does gender come from our anatomy or from our thoughts and feelings? As a surgeon, I know that when I get patients to sign consent forms, I have to have them be 18 years of age to do it by themselves. Do you have any thoughts in your mind about whether you could have coped for four four more years? I'm actually having conservative values because they mean a lot to me. All right, Dr. Ross. So when you're watching these clips, you have to ask yourself, at what point was it? Did he have his conversion from whatever that was to conservatism? Because I haven't heard anyone explain this. I haven't heard Dr. Oz come out and explain this. And so what I will say, it's very simple. It's very simple. Dr. Oz, this is my message to you. We have a lot of questions here at Human Events Daily about your statements on red flag laws. You said you wanted them in every one of the states. You said it was your hope. 50 states to have red flag laws. Doesn't sound very conservative. No due process there. What's going on with that? Come on the show. Let's talk about it. You talked about how heartbeat bills aren't really heartbeat bills because it's just electrical impulses. I'd love to talk about that because I know a lot of people in the very conservative pro-life community who say that heartbeat bills are one of the most important things that people can do. You also talked to transgender children. You promoted transgenderism in children and you promoted a certain individual who had top surgery when they were in seventh grade. I would love to talk to you about whether or not it is a conservative ideal to promote top surgery for seventh graders. So many questions on so many important issues. And then, of course, finally, and we're going to be talking about Shanghai coming up pretty soon here, you were promoting the Wuhan lockdowns, and you said that we should take China's blueprint and use it here in this country. What's going on with that, good doctor? Come on Human Events Daily. We'll talk all about it. Recently, U.S. authorities uncovered an entirely new category of crime. It's called crime tourism. Have you heard of this? It's when criminals come to the U.S. on a tourist visa, burglarize a bunch of homes, and take the loot back over the border. Sadly, this means that being prepared is now a necessity. Thankfully, though, there's iTarget Pro. So what's iTarget Pro? This is a revolutionary system that allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. I'm an iTarget member. I love it. I use it. My family loves it. We use it. No more inconvenient trips to the range and you will save a ton on ammo. Just download the iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and you start your training experience. Dry fire training will help develop your muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, including 223, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% and free shipping with promo code POSO. 
This is the smartest way for you to practice. It pays for itself in one day. It's a lot of fun. You're going to love this thing. I use it. My dad uses it. My father-in-law, we made a whole competition out of it. Even my wife, Tanya Tay, loves this thing. So you go to itargetpro.com, itargetpro.com, and use promo code POSO. No more subsidies for fossil fuel industry. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. Ends. Well, that was President Biden back in 2020 talking about leases on federal land. But now we're hearing that the Biden administration, and this is according to week.com, is ending the moratorium on drilling leases on federal land. The Biden administration announced Friday it would resume selling leases for oil and gas drilling, albeit at a higher cost to energy companies and with less available land. This is according to Wall Street Journal. For the journal, royalties were incre- will increase from 12.5% to 18.75% of the value of any oil or gas extracted. So that's the U.S. government getting royalties for the mineral rights on this land. While the acreage available for drilling leases has been reduced by about 80%. So they've reduced the acreage by 80% on this. And of course, uh, President Biden had announced a moratorium on new drilling leases on federal land the day he took office, but a federal judge in Louisiana blocked it in June after 13 Republican attorney generals sued. Uh, The Department of the Interior allowed lease sales to resume after Judge Terry Dowdy of the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Virginia ruled that the plaintiff states had a reliance interest in the proceeds derived from offshore and on land oil and gas sale leases. NBC News report. Look. A lot of legalese here. Let me explain to you what's going on. I've talked to people about this. We specifically talked to, so last year, uh, we went up to Alaska, and I actually had the opportunity of visiting Prudhoe Bay. So Prudhoe Bay, that's on the Arctic Circle, that's that's on the Arctic Ocean. That is, it's, it's, it's well within the Arctic Circle, actually. Um, pretty much ha- the northern half of Alaska is within the Arctic Circle. And you go to Prudhoe Bay, that's where all of these oil lands are. That's where the drilling is. Or I should say that's where the drilling should be. Because when I went up there, we saw a lot of incredible things. We saw the oil rigs. We got to meet the men who work on them. We got to see the essentially barracks. Reminded me a lot of barracks. Actually reminded me a little bit of Guantanamo Bay because you're all the way far north. Obviously, Guantanamo Bay is all the way south. You're in the Caribbean. But the same idea where there's a lot of temporary structures, it's barrack living, um, very austere, right, to say the least. Um, you've got, uh, you know, you've got maybe like one gym, um, a big room with a TV screen for movies, and uh, that's about it. The chow was all right. The chow was actually pretty decent because they had chow at the airport that we got to go to. And so they can fly that in and out from, uh, from Anchorage. But here's the point. I said, why isn't there a lot of drilling going on here in Alaska, right? I wanted, I wanted to see, you know, the oil pumps. You go down to Texas, you see it, you know, and if you've got one on your land, I got a buddy who's got land in Texas, and he's got one just going off all day, right? The whole just, you know, it's always in the background, right? Well, I said the reason was it wasn't so much that they didn't have leases. It was because they didn't have approval to drill on the lease. I said, wait, 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 wait. Because the Biden administration, Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, says again and again and again, she said, well, they've got all the permits. They've got all the leases. They've got so many leases, but they don't drill. They don't drill. They don't drill. And it's all there for it because they're the greedy energy companies. And I was like, well, you know, I get that. I mean, I think companies want to make money, and I'm, I'm sure the energy companies want to make as much money as possible. That's why they go into business. We're talking trillions of dollars in that industry, obviously. But why wouldn't they be drilling? Explain that part to me. Break that down. And what they said was that the EPA 
and environmental groups and judges because of lawsuits and attacks that come in under all these different rules on there, that's actually what's holding up the process. So it isn't that they don't have the leases. And so when I see this story right now, because I have that piece of information, having actually gone up there, listened to the people who do the work, and we might, we might, I'm talking, I'm talking to the team a little more about this. We might, um, might have to be do, doing a little human events special investigation up in Alaska to see what the problem really is and what the potential solutions of Alaska are for the rest of our country, right? When it comes to this energy stuff. But okay, so we know the gas prices are way too high. So they think they're going to end the moratorium on drilling leases. But the problem isn't the leases. That's what I'm trying to explain to people. The problem isn't the leases. It's that you still need the approvals. You still have to go through this entire process, all of this red tape. That's what's locking it down. And that's part of the reason, because we have all of this red tape built up within the United States. That's what leads us to go into other parts of the world. We were importing uh, gas right up until, you know, a couple of weeks ago, obviously, from Russia. We import oil from Saudi Arabia. That's why they're trying to do this Iran deal. So the Iran deal, now, we're probably not going to be importing from Iran, but Iran oil will go to Europe, right? We're even trying to talk, the Biden administration was even going down to South America and begging Venezuela Right. They were begging the Venezuelans, please, please sell us some of your crude. Please come on, help us out here. We're in a bit of a bind. It's as simple as this. Cut out the red tape. Go to places like Alaska. Go to places like Louisiana. We have so much right here in this country. The liquid natural gas. We are the Saudi Arabia of liquid natural gas because we've discovered this stuff in shale formations under our own territory. We don't need to be involved in half the countries in the world to get oil anymore. But that, of course, is a huge threat to the petrodollar system, which is a complete other story. But understand, this is where the tension comes in. They want foreign oil traded in U.S. dollars to prop up the price of the dollar so that their spending and printing plans can continue. We've seen the absolute craziness coming out of Disney and all these other woke companies that have taken these institutions that were once pillars of American society and turned them completely woke and completely insane. So how do you get out of this trap? How do you get away from these woke corporations that are seeking to divide us, the big banks that are freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views, and our supply chain completely cracking and being dependent on countries like China that actively work against our values? This is why I am proud to partner with Public Square, the largest directory of freedom-loving businesses our nation has ever seen. Public Square, what is it? It's an app. You go, you download it on the Apple App Store or Google Play. It is a great guide for you, whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against the mandates, or a bank that will never cancel you. So easy. Just go and download Public Square. Apple App Store, Google Play, you can create a free account. If you have a business, you can even list it right there for free so your local community can find you. Download the app today at Public Square. That's Public Square, Public SQ. Well, the terror lockdowns in Shanghai are continuing. You know, I saw a tweet the other day where they said, why is it that you don't see anybody putting up flags for the people of Shanghai why you don't have these massive, you know, campaigns out there. Like when you go, when you go shopping right now and you go to check out and it says, would you like to add a dollar for the people of Shanghai? But it doesn't say that, does it? It doesn't say, would you like to add a dollar for the people of Shanghai? 
and it's not on TV. You don't see these mass PR campaigns for the people of Shanghai. 26 million people that are being starved out. And I'm not trying to diminish anything else that's going on anywhere in the world, but I just want to point out, I just want to point out that we have certain things that the leaders of our country want us to care about and that they are constantly being reinforced through propaganda that is surrounding you all the time. And yet there are other things that are actually happening in the real world right now that are not being reinforced. And so to understand agendas, to understand political policies, to understand where things are going, that's what we do here at Human Events Daily. That's why we track these things. We talked about the billboards that were going up, not for Shanghai, right? Where are the billboards for Shanghai? None of it. None of it exists. And so what's interesting is that you, and, and you, we've all got friends like this, I'm sure. You've all got friends that when they're hearing something being pushed across the mainstream media, they say, oh, I'm so anxious about this. I care so much about this. I'm so upset about this. And you realize, though, that there's someone out there that's telling you to be upset about this, that wants you to be upset about this. And so for our purposes, what we try to do is understand what that impetus is. Are they trying to use this discontent and this anger for their own political agendas? And as we've seen more often than not over the past two years with the lockdowns, over the past five years with a lot of this Russia stuff, and really going back the past hundred years in many of these cases, we've seen time and time again that the powers that be, the elites, the ruling class, the permanent, whatever, whatever you know, moniker you want to give them, has always used discontent to further their own political agenda. Yet we're not seeing that when it comes to the terror lockdowns of Shanghai. And look, I've said this before, right? I lived in Shanghai for about two years. And when I look at these images, I say, that looks like the street I lived on. Those, looked at the, those look like my neighbors. Those look like the people that to me, you know, I used to see every morning when I was buying breakfast. I actually used to buy breakfast from Uyghurs a lot um, because the part of Shanghai I lived in, um, that specific neighborhood, they had a mosque in it and they had a lot of Uyghurs that just lived out there and they would sell food um, in the street. And that's so I'd be walking down to the bus stop um, before I hopped the bus on my way down to work. And, you know, you have the street stands and this stuff was delicious. It was absolutely delicious. And it was so cheap, right? You know, you're paying like, you know, maybe the equivalent of like a quarter in U.S. dollars. But going back to Shanghai, now we're seeing people have been forced in these camps, in these concentration centers, quarantine centers, right, to live under 24-7 lighting in the Shanghai Exhibition Center, along with thousands of strangers and the din of their chatter and mobile cell phones. There's actually a Ukrainian national, by the way, who fled to Shanghai, stuck there now, multiple negative tests, and then finally was released. You're, we're hearing completely insane stories about what's going on in these quarantine centers as people are starting to get out of them. No showers. The lights constantly being on. Right? We talked about Alaska in the last segment. So just imagine that. The lights constantly being on. No windows. You're inside. You're trapped. These are essentially prisons. And that's a prison within a prison because the city itself is already locked down. I saw a video somebody shared um, yesterday where there was a guy who was fishing with a drone in a koi pond just trying to get some food 
and he saw the koi fish over in this pond. So he sent his drone out with a fishing line out of his apartment to try and get some fish to feed his family. What's going on in Shanghai? That's one of the wealthiest cities on the face of the planet, one of the most populous cities. And it's being done, again, by policy, by the CCP, by the authoritarian regime. And this is the exact same type of authoritarianism that our leaders want to institute here. Go and look at Shanghai. That's where they want the U.S. 10 years from now. They want that kind of power over you, over your family, and over your children. Parents want education for their kids. They're not interested in indoctrination. We believe parents not only have a role, they have a fundamental role to be involved in the education of their kids. Well, when I saw this headline hit in this morning, and I said, look, this is fantastic. We need more of this energy, and we need this energy in all 50 states. Florida cites critical race theory references from the Hill, critical race theory references among reasons for rejecting 54 math textbooks that were going into the classes. So wait, let's, let, let me just break this down. 54 math textbooks of the 132 submitted had references to critical race theory within them. The state also said um, they had other prohibited topics or unsolicited strategies. I, I have a question. I, I have a um, what is this doing in a math textbook? Shouldn't it be like, you know, when I was a kid, it was you go to the supermarket and you fill a shopping cart full of watermelons and then you go home to eat the watermelons. Now, I don't honestly know if I've ever actually seen somebody at the supermarket filling a shopping cart full of giant watermelons. That would probably be maybe like the comedian Gallagher or something. But like that would be a little bit weird if you saw someone doing that. That being said, you know, or like a train leaves and trains coming and it's this far. What is any of this doing in a textbook for kids? How about you teach kids how to read? How about you teach kids how to write? One plus one, two plus two. What it says is Common Core was including something called SEL. So what is SEL? Social emotional learning. Ho ho! Social emotional learning. What is that? Pray tell. Social SEL programming, social emotional learning. Oh, we've got to do, you know what? I'm sorry. Got to do this in broadcaster voice. SEL programming is intended to help students develop and manage healthy relationships and identities, manage their emotions, and make responsible choices, among other aims. It's generally taught in institutions of higher education and centers the United States' legacy of institutional racism in understanding its past and current history. You've got to be kidding me. This kind of stuff is in a math textbook. You know, so my wife, Tanya Tay, when she got to the U.S., um, Originally studying in Eastern Europe, she was finishing her degree here. And so uh, some of her math classes didn't uh, transfer for whatever reason. The translation didn't work. And so she had to take some of the credits again. And so she had to take a couple of math classes here in the U.S. at the college level. She took this stuff. I remember her coming to me saying, what's going on with these math classes in college? I said, what do you mean? And she goes, back home, this is the stuff we teach children. And you're teaching it in college. And it's, and it's easy. Like, what are you doing? I said, what are you learning? It's like algebra, calculus, geometry. And I said, well, 
Welcome to Western Education, because we care so much more about the social-emotional learning and so little about actual math, science, and technology. I don't know what that means going forward, but I do know that when it comes to my kids, if I see anyone, one of these textbooks anywhere near either of my children, right, I might just have to go and set it on fire. Oh, no. Media Matters is going to love that one. Right. But no, it's 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 simple, folks. Teach your kids how to do math, how to have basic financial literacy. They don't want you to be actually smart. They want you to be socialized. And that's all the time we have for today's very special edition of Human Events Daily. Remember, as always, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good. Be brief. Be gone. Your homework for us, share this out with one, just one of your normie friends, and leave us your review. Five stars, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. What did we talk about today? We had the human events special investigation, the which way, Wizard of Oz. We talked about the Biden admin resuming leasing for oil and gas and what that actually means. We talked about the Shanghai lockdowns. And finally, we talked about Florida rejecting 41% of math textbooks for critical race theory being introduced to children. Because, of course, that's what really matters, right? But before we go... It's time for today's history break. Today is the anniversary of Paul Revere's Midnight Ride. I've always loved the Paul Revere story. You've got to go in and read the actual, not just the ride, but how they set up this whole like top secret operation you know, w- within the confines of the city of Boston. It's amazing. Teach it to your children. We need to restore our heroes. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.